One nothing raised the pitch. Swing and a high fly ball. Deep right center field. Siri at the wall. And it's gone. Mitchell looks for 70. <laughs> a sight to behold. He can't stop smiling, Brad. He was playing just fantastic <laughs> basketball. Here it comes. A swing and a liner back up the middle base hit into center. Here comes Quan. Here comes Rosario. The Guardians win. Are you ready? For the We Like Sports podcast, stay tuned and hear the latest on what the crew has to say regarding the latest sports topics nationally and locally. Make sure to check out WeLikeSportsPC.com and to subscribe on all podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at WeLikeSportsPC. And welcome to the We Like Sports Show. I'm your host, Ed in Columbus, with my co-host, CJ in Cleveland. CJ in Cleveland, it's been a while, my dog. What is going on? been too long you entered the portal came back out on the other side so you entered the portal so so question did you have more uh interest in kyle mccord i definitely have more interest in kyle mccord that I, means i'm close kyle mccord i, def- I definitely believe that he's gonna go play for nebraska and okay win five games fair, fair enough fair enough but uh yeah welcome back cj in cleveland i love it i love it i love it um you know what I love myself. I always say that I love me some me. And uh, so, you know what I want to start with? Why not just start with a little, yes, this is Eddie Columbus with their We Like Sports breaking news. The big splash at baseball winter meetings was the signing of catcher Austin Hedges by the Cleveland Guardians. His deal was worth $4 million a year. In other news, some Japanese guy got close to $2 million a year, but I don't even know if it's worth talking about. Also, the L.A. Lakers won the first inaugural in-season tournament, and LeBron James said that they can't take that away. No, they can't. But if they could take Space Jam 2 away, that'd be great. And finally, the Cleveland Browns may have found their franchise QB and Joe Flacco. And before you go on and say, isn't Flacco old? Well, in Tom Brady terms, he still has six years left. So who says Cleveland's happy ending can't be orchestrated by someone other than Watson? Maybe Flacco will be the one massaging the years of misery away. And this is an Columbus with your We Like Sports <laughs> breaking news. That was good. Massage years. Yeah, no, and you know, I thought Watson would help bring us a happy ending. He sure knows a couple things about him. Well, he he got us one at in Baltimore, and then unfortunately, it, it's so Cleveland. You know, go fourteen to fourteen, win a, a division yeah, game, and then and you're done. Then you're just out for the season. You know, <sighs> it's a beautiful thing. That is, it's good to have Hedges back, though. It is Hedges, yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Austin Hedges. So what do you think, before we go into Otani, because obviously we're going to talk about Shohei Otani and, and the contract and everything. But, you know, I got my Guardians hat on. We, you're obviously in Cleveland. We're Guardians fans. Um, Austin Hedges, $4 million a year. Were we uh, negotiating against ourselves? or uh, what's what the- it feels like. like. It's hilarious. I mean, you know, I know we joke about the $2 million for Otani, but, like, to pay a backup catcher $4 million is just like – but like they like hedges, hedges is likable. He's freaking hilarious, shirtless. I mean, I, it's good to have a vet. I, I said that was the one thing I would have liked to see last year. I really wanted Santana to be brought back. Um, so you need you need a grown up, right? He's yeah. a grown up. There's times where like you know, you know, Bo's still young. Bo's going to be the guy. He had a good. Uh, he had a great September. 
So I, you know, you're interested to see, you know, you know, Hedges is just, you know, he's there to be an adult. Yeah. Well, plus too, like you said, I think uh, with the pitching staff of Tanner Bybee and Gavin Williams and Logan Allen, you got three young studs at the, at the same time, you know, they're probably going to, you know, uh, face some adversities in their sophomore season and uh, just like anything. And uh, it's good to have that veteran, like you said, adult back there. Um, yeah. You do, you do, you brought in uh, Stephen Vogt as, as your manager, uh, former catcher as well. So they definitely got some experience and they always say the best managers slash, you know, uh, coaches are, you know, uh, catchers because they call the game. They, they yeah. see everything. It so. was funny. It was one of those things where, like, after they, like, made the move, I was like, he's going to take Steven Boat's job in three years. Like, he's just like, I just feel like, like, they're just grooming hedges to be the manager. Like, it's just not, you know, you see them sometimes spend money and bring guys back. Um, usually, you know, you're looking for a discount. You're looking to be a little cheap. I, I, you know, $4 million for Austin Hedges. And, like, but um, you World know, Series stuff, champion. World Austin. Series champion. Some stuff, I you know, some stuff goes. You know, obviously he's gonna go hit like one sixty, <laughs> but you know, some stuff goes. You're paying for, you know, almost like a second bench coach with him. Yeah, yeah. But okay, well, you know, obviously, uh, that's as much Austin Hedges get out. So let's just uh, rip the bandaid off here and uh, talk about one Shohei Otani, a uh, ten-year, seven hundred million. But as we found out yesterday, not so fast, my friend, as Lee Corso would say, only two million a year, basically for the ten years, and then the sixty million dollars years eleven. Six hundred and eighty million dollars. Yes, ninety-seven percent. I, you know, I think it's a weird deal. Um, you know, when I heard 10 years, 700 million, like initial thought was like, there's just no way. Um, and I don't want to like take shots at him from like, you know, like he can't do this. Like obviously he's a two-time MVP, but you know, the guy's never pitched more than 30 games. He's coming off Tommy John for the second, for the second year or for the second time. Like he's not going to pitch. He's not a plus defender. You know, you're paying, you know, my, my brother tried to make the point of, you know, well, if you give him five hundred million, right? He's a two hundred, you know, million dollar hitter. You know, he's a two hundred fifty million dollar pitcher. But I was like, but is he those things? You know, I, mm. I just, you know, you, you don't know. And at the, you know, his body's kind of breaking down a little bit. You know, some nagging injuries. But as you go, you know, the back half of those deals never work out. Never. You know, and I, never two million. Two holes. Like, like, yeah, like two million feels like a bargain that you're getting. But okay, he's gonna be on your books for years after that. You're paying the guy six hundred and eighty million dollars. He's not even gonna be there, right? Um, you know, and I, I heard a guy make a point. He was talking about the Yankees when they went from Matsui to Tanaka. That he's like, you know, they're gonna make so much of that back and just other rep. But like, still, you know, you gotta you gotta pay this guy six hundred. You know, he's not even gonna be on the team, right? Uh, I, I just think it's such a weird deal. You know, the value for two million dollars for Shohei Otani, but like the idea of paying a guy six hundred and eighty million dollars. And deferred money. I just I don't know if that's something I would I would want my team to do. Well, you know, I think it, our team. I don't know if could actually. Uh, you know, two like, million a year. Would, they like, can do if, the two if, million if, a year. If, it's if another six hundred eighty million. Fan, the idea of like paying a guy like you know we're paying Gene Segura you know ten million dollars to not play for us this season. I'm like what the fuck are we doing? Like you know uh, the idea of like he took this pay cut and tried to build a money, but all that deferred money. I just. They kind of kick the can so far down the road. I feel like with this with this contract, if I was, I would have rather have paid seventy million dollars. Just right, we're gonna get it over and done with, or you know, you pay him forty million and defer the rest of the money over. You know, I, I just 
That's so, so if much. You're winning the lottery. You you want the lump sum. You want it right away. You're not uh, getting deferred payments. You you're gonna invest it yourself. You well, want I feel it. like the the deferred. I feel like it's better for Otani. I just like long term. I think the Dodgers get damaged by this. I just. Mm. You know, Peyton Vince, Peyton Vince, welcome Peyton Vince to the show, everybody. Peyton Vince is the real Peyton Vince is here. Peyton, what are your thoughts about Otani and the structure of the contract? And you know what? About I'm hearing is he just wants to win World Series rings, and he thinks this is the best. Chance. I think there's more to it than that. I feel like it's like some type of like weird Japanese tax thing, and you know, California's got the highest taxes in the country here. Oh, he, he can't even hear him. He muted himself. He's muted. You're muted. You're muted. Is that or no? We still can't hear you. I would love for this to be a bit, but we can't hear you. No, it's just, you know. And nobody can hear I cannot hear you. Right. No, we still can't hear you. Saying intelligent things, I believe. Uh, you know, it, it looked maybe. It's Peyton. It's Peyton. Mm-hmm. It looked good doing it. Yeah, it looks good doing it. Okay. It's in the box. In the box. It's out the box. It's out the box. Mm-hmm. This is terrible. Yeah. Right, but that's the thing. I think like you know, <laughs> yeah, go it, ahead. It, it's impossible to live up to a seven hundred million dollar. You know, it's just it's it's like weird because like it's like soccer money. You know, I just don't think that like in baseball you can live up to that type of cash, right? Because that you know, yeah, it's two million a season, but it's still seventy million a season at the end of the day, yeah. right? Even yeah, I mean, that's money. right, right. And so uh, like I I I look at it like I just don't. You know how many rings for, does it, does he have to get in LA for this to be worth it? I'd say at least two. You think two? I think like. I mean, I know real. I like mean four. I mean that, but 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 at the same time, you get two, you go to four or five World Series. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like he's got a, they got to be in it. You know, like, that's every weird. but aren't they, aren't they already, in, already, already in it? Every I know. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's where it's weird with the Dodgers is like. Like now you got to make the next step and get beyond the Phillies and the Braves and all that every year, and if you don't, you get a wild card exit. Like it ain't good, you know. That's a no. failure. I think it's World Series. It's at least World Series appearance or bust every year for that. Right, I would definitely, definitely agree with that. Um, Yankees I now. We'll just go- put- well, the Yankees. So Yankee, yeah. we'll go to we'll go to Juan Soto. What do you think about the Yankees? And uh, they got Verdugo and they got Soto. Are they back now? The Bronx. Bomber? I think the Verdugo trade is weird, um, just because like that's telling me Judge has to go to center field, and you know, like he's he's on he's over thirty now. So like it's that's a weird. But I love the Soto trade. I've like seen people already be like, well, he's at his best when he shoots it the other way, and you're gonna have that dude. He's, if you got the short porch there and you can get it around, if you're Juan Soto. Like, albeit, go for it. You know, the lack of shift and, you know, I, mm. I know pressure makes diamonds and that San Diego time wasn't what it is. And the end of the national time wasn't what it is. But to have Soto now in a lineup with Aaron Judge, like, mm. I know he's coming from one with Tatis and, and Machado. Um, there's just something about him in pinstripes that just looks right at the end of the day. You know, I know it, like, sucks to say, but sometimes you just see a guy put those pinstripes on. And it just looks right. And then in the Photoshop's like once. Yeah, it did, did. It looks right. Ah, you know, it never looked right in San Diego. Those, those are no. the open stripes. I, I preferred him in the National League as a Guardian fan. Now we, he's somebody that. Oh yeah, have. I do too. Um, I still think the Yankees have other problems. I don't think he pitching. They're pitch. They're starting pitching to me. Is a little yeah, pitching after like Cole and Cortez. Yeah. Um, you know, they lost Severino to what the Mets. Severino went with the, to the Mets. Yeah, 
Well, I think he was. The, they got rid of him, right? Be, yeah, uh, Herman. I'm, I'm thinking of Herman, though. Because oh yeah, Herman. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think there's other stuff, right? I think they still have to figure out like up the middle, like that infield's still kind of like weird. Um, is Volpe going to be their guy short? Uh, there's other things. I feel like Soto, you know, it's one of the things he can put a Band-Aid on it, but he has to be healthy. Judge has to be healthy. You know, God knows what you're getting on a stant. They still have that stant money that they owe him. Uh, it's just one of those things. I do love the trade, though. I, You know, it felt like they didn't give up, like, I don't know Yankees prospects, but, like, that shot to bring Juan Soto in to the Yankees just to get it done. If you could hear me now, the yes. prospects are all former Cleveland Guardians. It's the farm system. You know this, CJ. I don't I've not been in on prospects since like no, all Guardians prospects all get traded to the Yankees and then they pan oh, out. God, that's such a dorky thing to say. Yeah. And, and did we did Shohei Otani for one? I was in my box a while back and I finally figured it out. My audio finally worked. But anyway, Shohei Otani. The thing that's so frustrating is when you end up breaking down the contract, the Guardians somehow, some way, if you're not a smart baseball fan, you could sit back and go, they could have got him. And the thing is, too, is I think CJ mentioned it. You said the Guardians He's possibly uh, just by DH. If he doesn't hit again and gets another Tommy John surgery, you're paying six. Well, like at now. the back end of that deal, he's not going to be pitching it. Like he's going to have to pick one or the other, right? Yeah, he's going to be paying Bobby Bonilla territory. Seventy mm-hmm. million, you know, because like, and I get it, you know, two million, but you know, that money's still getting paid at the end. Um, you know, they're going to use it to build around, but like, he's you're going to have to pick one or the other, and you're still paying him at the end. I'd rather pay a guy and have him than defer out six hundred eighty million dollars. And also, you were talking about that California tax thing, too. And I think that's why he's going to end up having this whole backloaded deal because he has multiple options. If you wanted to, at the end of this deal, he could probably go back to Japan and take whatever millions of dollars he's getting and not have to pay California taxes. He obviously well, I think to that, California. Yeah. Mm. There was a lot to the deal. I think that the Blue Jays probably, and I don't know, just retro speculation. I think the Blue Jays probably came in around like five, six hundred, and like the Dodgers just like gave them like a blank check and well, what's it going to take? And you know, they work it out. And obviously, you know, when you're dealing with seven hundred million dollars in agents, there's a lot of people smarter than us. Uh, so I, I definitely that's why I just think that. Well, like, that's why we got Keith. We got Keith Allen here, uh, voice of Locked On Sports Two One Six, and been riding with me uh, the past uh, couple months here on the We Like Sports Show. Keith, oh yes. Uh, what, what do you What are your takes on the uh, Shohei Otani uh, large sums of money, but not right away? Not right away. Well, <laughs> if <laughs> the Guardians could have signed him, if he was going to do all that. Don't you think? You'd at least hope so at that point. Plus, Shane, I mean, he's still getting seven hundred million. <laughs> Plus, Otani gets like fifty million in endorsements too. What I read, he's gonna probably get another fifty million in endorsements through you know next few oh, yeah. years I mean, anyway. You know, so yeah, the Angels are you know LA's. I know LA's LA, but like and the Dodgers and there's the Angels. You know, and right, like you said. The Dodgers and the Angels, he escaped from Alcatraz with the yeah. Angels. 
Dodgers just got thrown color. Alcatraz, yeah. purgatory, all of it's the same. <laughs> yeah. right. Dodgers just got thrown color, right? There's no angels red. It's Dodger blue. Yeah, he escaped. <laughs> well, for so what Jeff said, I'll do whatever said, you like <laughs> on the ESPN that he said that you know down playing down the five um, in Anaheim and seeing what the Dodgers have been doing the last couple of years, he liked their um, the way their analytics are. He likes a lot of the stuff that the Dodgers do behind the scenes. I mean, so maybe there are just some intangibles that were just timeout. All right, Peyton, time <laughs> I mean, before you finish the sentence. And, and, and this just irks me so much, but this is so much that baseball is based off of right now. And then you could continue on. You're telling me Shohei Otani, like the analytics of the Dodgers. Like you're telling me he sat down oh, in front of a computer, looked at all the stats and went, you know, the, the way they hit against right-handed hitters and left-handed pitchers. I just hate baseball because like they have so many advanced stats now. Nobody's going to pay attention to the analytics. Like average fans aren't going to pay attention to the analytics. And when you hear that type of response, you almost scoff. I don't at think it. most fans pay attention to. It. I think the ones that are like super analytical, like I, I, I think it's the nerds, and they're such a small sect of baseball fans. I just, I do. Only, I only thing the fans group. paying attention to is that. Seven hundred million over ten years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a guy in Cleveland that did this a while ago too, but instead he's in uh, Dodgers blue, like CJ said. Because <laughs> I'm like, if that's, that man, because <laughs> if that's the going right now, the Guardians ain't gonna never contend again. Nope. Why? Well, you know, Otani's a special case. I the yeah. Guardians never really bring in big name guys. You know. Like, because, I know we like hey, Edwin Encarnacion. I know we like that. that. My parrot. <laughs> because honestly, think about it. Otani probably realistically probably is not going to pitch maybe about two years at the most in this contract. Because he's My not boy, pitching next year. Track, I think you're talking 10 years. You know he's not pitching next year, so it takes you down to nine. He probably won't pitch in the last four or five so he's probably looking at five or six years where he's not pitching in that contract my buddy from work we all end up talking about our work buddies we've already gone through it i have brandon at work he, we were talking about it though with shohei otani he goes with this 10-year deal with it being backloaded if he's going to just be a dh like we're all expecting at some point he could end up going after this contract expires another three years yeah. say 30 million 40 million on top of 60 million He'd have one contract or two contracts for a hundred million dollars in one year. Like that's, yeah. I would love to have that money at the end of the day. And he's having, let's say the Blue Jays in ten years from now pay him forty million, and then the Dodgers are still paying him sixty million. Well, he's, he's still got a hundred million. About he's gonna be what thirty nine at the end of the deal. Yeah, uh, thirty nine. You know? So 39. he's got a shot to get another. Yeah, like it's gonna two three years out of it. He might sign with the Guardians. Well, will he yeah. Do it? Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, that'll be just about his I time. I will spit out my halls. <laughs> he might sign with the Guardians then, give him a discount. Yeah. And then CM Punk's going to come back to the WWE then too. Yeah, that'll <laughs> never happen. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, I mean, I like I said, I, I think the Shohei Otani thing. It's interesting. It's one of those contracts that 
Obviously, I don't think we'll see many like this. He's a one-of-a-kind player. I also, But I, I will say one thing. For him to defer that type of money, because the time value of money, you know, he takes that money now. It's worth more now than it is later. So, I mean, he is taking a discount. That $700 million is probably only probably maybe worth $550, $580 million if you actually look at it now and with the way economics are and, and just the world. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. It's not like we've had, you know, great economic success, you know, this past couple of 10 years i'd say everything's on a 10 12 year cycle and i don't know we'll, we'll see how, how the world uh shapes out and no tiny ta- taking a big risk obviously doing it but i don't think he's well, taking the a dodgers risk. i think are taking a big risk well you, know? you cj you are worried about the dodgers for some reason I, I just, well, I from like a fan perspective like if i was a guy i just you know there's something about getting them you know and you're excited to have them but like the idea of paying a a guy that much money that's not going to play, you know, it's like the Deshaun Watson thing right now. Like, does it feel like we have Deshaun Watson? Uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> it feels like we have him. I just, I don't, these we're paying him. We pay him. I know, but that's the thing, right? Playing I, Joe Fac- Flacco, too. It would be nice <laughs> to have $230 million more million right now. So, like, this idea of paying a guy, you know, $680 million and he's not going to be here, he's going to be, you know, long gone. And at that point, like, you're really paying for what a guy did. Ask the eight-year-old boy that's in L.A. right now. That's probably going to go to probably in the next five to five years. Go to four World Series. Yeah, but win I'm not two the of them. Boy. Nobody, no. As a fan, you just want to win, and, and like, like maybe mean. as Guardians fans because we've had such penny pinchers for well, owners. Everybody we, asked me about the Guardians, right? They're like, "What move should they do? What move? They, you know, they got to make a move. They got to make a move." It's always well, like, "What move do you want them to make?" Like, especially like right now. Middle hey. infield. It's always something. We got with. a million middle infielders. Well, hey. if they trade Shane Bieber, like the rumors going around. I'm sure they'll get Keith. another middle infielder. Hey, the Empire is still gonna beat the Dodgers. No, here we go with the Yankees. Here we go. He's got Juan Soto. He's got Verdugo. I feel like it's you know, it, in baseball. I will say this. Right? Check out. Think it's about this. Thing where like it's weird. I was like, I'm so happy some of the Dodgers are not the Blue Jays because like I don't want to see the Blue Jays. Like, right? Nothing exactly. interesting about the Blue Jays. The Dodgers, key. You know? Check out. <laughs> you know? That's what. It, hey, that's what this guy told me at work. He was like, first he had told me that he was supposed to sign with Toronto. He was like, well, I'm glad because y'all got to see him 20 times a year. I was like, but fortunately we don't. <laughs> yeah. And we'll beat the Dodgers in the playoffs. Well, the Dodgers will get upset anyway in the playoffs anyway. So. Yeah, Keith, I have to take my shot because you've ended up taking so many shots, either if I'm here or I'm not here about the Steelers. <laughs> Are you so excited for this upcoming year to see an early exit in an 80 and 100 loss team again like this past year? Because, I mean, things were rocky, and it can always be that way with Soto again. He's a young guy, but the I Yankees know, after Keith, last year, give them everybody. Mm-hmm. It's a little he just bit right in pinstripes, Keith. Judge is gonna get him right. <laughs> oh, Judge geez. is gonna get him right. Can we all just get along? Uh, obviously, I'm not <laughs> lying. I, and plus, I stand what's, like, like I but said, what's I being, but what, but what's being quiet though with the um, far as the Yankees getting sodas that they got for Dugo as well too. And they needed I'm, a lead off hitter. I'm rooting for you, Keith. I just said it right. I said it earlier. I was like, he never looked right in Padres. You put him in that Yankees no. Photoshop, and it just it just looks right. Like him yes. and that Yankees, just, just no beautiful. beard already. He's clean cut. Like yes, people just they look like Yankees. If the Yankees win the World Series next year, I'll shave off my beard, my mustache, and everything. On the show, <laughs> Ooh, I'll do it on the show. On the show, I'll do it on the show. On the show. 
We're doing it live. We're doing it live. So they're going to be out of contention by the time what the first week of <laughs> October. You're going to be sitting <laughs> with the Guardians then. <laughs> hey, I, I please. We're going to win the division by ten games. This division stinks. Well, but you know what? Though, shout out for the Guardians. Games. Shout out to the Guardians, though. They did acquire a pitcher today, and they did sign Austin Hedges back. That's my sports. Right. Thank you for the sub. Yes. I don't think the Dodgers need to do much. You know, uh, they need to do. They're going to go win 100 and something games. They're going to get bounced. Yeah, that's what I said. By yeah. wild card teams. It's going to be great. It's yeah, Philadelphia bounced them it, out it gives, of somebody. You know, it you makes know, playoffs uh, interesting, you know. Yeah. Not going to lie. Didn't watch it. I didn't watch a Rangers, you know, much of the – There was. I remember there was a day Rangers were playing the Diamondbacks. Instead, I was watching Akron play Kent State or somebody. I was watching the action. So, you, you know, know. That had me. Give so, you know, if the Dodgers don't make the World Series next year, Robert could everybody is going to be – yeah, Roberts possibly could be in danger, but I don't think the Dodgers are going to fire him. But they're going to look at the Dodgers' front office, and they're going to look at Roberts too. They're going to be like, well, how – what? What's going on? 2020 doesn't count. 2020, that doesn't count. Hey, all I got to say about that Akron-Kent uh, – series and and i love the the banter between the the two schools but they got the same joke because i've heard it two different iterations so if you're a kent state fan telling an akron fan or an akron fan telling kent state fan the joke is how do you get so and so off your porch you know in this you know whether it be kent state or akron how do you get an akron alum off your porch or kent state alum off your porch it's the same joke but the answer is you pay the man for the pizza You know what's you know what's funny about the Akron and Kent rivalry? I remember the year when um before um when Nate Lewis was coaching Kent and their offense was like damn near another show on turf in the MAC. And I was listening to a radio show. <laughs> oh, he's staying. Okay, I figured that's a key question. That's a key he's question. Staying. He's definitely mm-hmm. staying. Yeah. Once he get in New York, he ain't leaving yeah. out. Soda to the Dodgers, hey man, pay him. Soda to the Dodgers, Keith. Huh? <laughs> Maybe in ten years. Soda to the Dodgers. Yeah, in ten years, like <laughs> like Vince said, <laughs> ten years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got to pay off Shohei to end up getting the next young phenom first. <laughs> yeah, that's really. I'm just saying, they're in on Yamamoto. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, like. Could we end up just kind of like taking a backseat though really quick? The best thing is about the Otani thing for the small market teams, everybody here, excluding Keith. Um, <laughs> but like the guardians will never be able to make a contract like that whatsoever. No. Front load, back load, whatever. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Small market teams suffered. That's what sucks. Yeah. But you're seeing Shohei Otani. This is our generation's Babe Ruth and Babe Ruth arguably wasn't even this good. He was a pitcher, but he wasn't a pitcher for long. And Shohei's probably going to end up on the same path like we've said. But the thing is, man, I made Keith mad. Yeah, but, got uh, him all huffy and puffy. <laughs> but so at the end of the day, he's better than Babe Ruth because he's on both sides of the ball right now. Maybe that comparison, not so much in the future. Time will tell. But for baseball as a whole, you look forward to it if you're a baseball fan. It just sucks that the rich got I- richer. You know I what? I disagree does- with that, though. I just feel like that's baseball. Like at this point, like, that's baseball, right? 
a guy hits the market, you know, the Dodger, you know, it's not Guardians, A's, you know, Rays, Royals, Twins. Like, they're not, it's just baseball. You know, that's the NBA, too. You know, are guys taking max level contracts to go sign with the Jazz? Are they signing max deals to go play for the Hawks? Like, you know, it's baseball and it's sports. Well, CJ, whether you're signing a max deal, you're a big market, small market, here's something we can all agree on. It's dubby time. If you want an energy drink that you can mix at home that doesn't give you the jitters or make you crash, <laughs> if so, then try dubby. Their flavors have no calories, no sugar, no maltodextrin. I don't know what that is, CJ. They don't have it. That's a good thing. No fillers and no artificial colors. Dubby has great flavors such as Dragonade, Galaxy Grenade, Beach and Peach, and Dub Sludge. So head on over to W.GG and use the coupon code We Like Sports to get 10% off your order. So you want to do that. And also check this out, the uh, Snooze You Lose podcast with Uncle Joe the Black Bookie. He'll get you set with a Sunday Snooze You Lose pick of the week. So you'll definitely want to check that out. And uh, also head on over to Tight Nutrition for good protein products. Tight Nutrition backslash We Like Sports. And also got to plug ourselves because we're great. I know we're great because we're great. We're CJ, in Cleveland. CJ in Cleveland knows he's great. That's he's why he's Cleveland, not Ed in Columbus, Peyton in Pittsburgh. There you go. But head on over to our website at welikesportspc.com. Great articles. Sean puts up one uh, every five minutes, I think. Uh, so you want to check that out. And uh, also to our X page, X page at uh, at we like sports PC. So you want to do that as well. So uh, yeah, shout out to ourselves. We're over 3,000 followers now. So we're heading big places. What's up? It's your boy, Uncle Joe, the Black Bookie. Don't go anywhere as you're listening to the We Like Sports podcast. Once the show is over, tune in and subscribe to the Snooze You Lose podcast, available on all streaming platforms. Our show is a sports and a sports betting podcast where the motto is and always will be win together, lose together. So tune in and like I always say, snooze you lose. What's going on, We Like Sports Podcast fans? We wanted to take the time to tell you about our great friends at Sidelines Sports Bar and Grill. Sidelines is known to have the best wings in the Cleveland area, with over 30 different wing flavors, including our favorite, the Spicy Honey Blast. Sidelines also has their steak special every Wednesday, all day, for only $9. You get a perfect 8-ounce strip steak served with your choice of a baked potato or fries with a side salad with the dressing of your choice. This great deal is for dining only. Stop in to see our friends at Sideline Sports Bar and Grill at 1165 Pearl Road in Brunswick, Ohio. Again, that's 1165 Pearl Road in Brunswick, Ohio. Or give them a call for takeout at 330-220-0888. 330-220-0888. Sideline Sports Bar and Grill for nights you never remember, but the friends you'll never forget. And we'll play something. Also, another oh. thing, too, that I wanted to propose to you guys propose is... It. So this past weekend, Ready. Browns versus Jaguars. I had a parlay in, same game parlay. Flacco, right. I think, 250 plus yards, nailed that. Yes. Trevor Lawrence, 175 plus yards. It was kind of questioning the fact that he'd finish the game. He did end up getting it over. Hit. Elijah Moore, I think it was like 40 and a half yards. That hit. That hit. That hit Ridley, I Don't said Ridley. 60 plus yards. It was 50. Mm. It was just under. But. Sports betting is becoming fun again. I mean, the Browns at this point, if you're looking to take bets with Joe Flacco at this point, it's almost like consistently cash. like he's 300 plus a game at this point. Yeah. But no money. I wanted to propose a betting challenge for you guys. And also, are we like sports viewers at home that oh, we're going to end up setting up a betting challenge? We're going to end up checking out all these websites. We got oh. MGM. We got DraftKings. We got FanDuel. We got my book. 365. 
You got 365. Exactly. We're going to end up checking out all these sites. We're going to end up signing up for all of them. And by the time come the show next week, whether it's Monday or Tuesday, depending on how Ed's schedule's going, to be determined, we'll find out. Don't have kids, guys. Don't have kids. (laughs) No, have kids. It's fine. No, don't. Don't have to. No, don't. (laughs) But next week, we're going to end up issuing to you guys and telling you what the best site would be according to the We Like Sports Show. So, stay tuned in. Fun fact, it's week. not going to be ESPN bet. It won't. <laughs> it, just, it won't. There's probably, I'd say... I'm excited to use the other ones, but it's not ESPN bet. It's negative 100 odds that we won't be using ESPN at bet. It, it is not ESPN. It's straight trash. <laughs> I love live but, lines. They're not good at it. Also... And I know Casey's also, not here right now. He's not. He's he's gonna have to end up being. He's gonna end up having to be a part of this challenge as well because you know he's doing as best as he can whenever he is in Ohio. I don't know if he's coming up for Christmas or not yet. I haven't talked to him in a while, mm-hmm. but we do have to end up mentioning to him and are we like sports show viewers what maybe his parlay might be because last time we saw him he was saying he was like Uncle Joe the Black Bookie and. Snooze lose pick of the week. He was almost just as successful as him. He was. But yeah. Yeah. Time will tell now. So we'll look forward to next week and we'll see what site we end up using. I love challenges, Peyton Vince. I love challenges. I love gambling. One eight hundred gamble though, you have an addiction, right? Set limits. CJ, say that louder one more time for me. One eight hundred. You know, be a responsible gambler. Set daily limits. Good stuff though. Good stuff. That's Only why we bring them on. You can afford to lose. Yeah. Yeah, not the can't whole house. Don't. Yeah. Okay, well, that that's awesome. I, I, the challenge accepted, and we will be back next week to talk about that and, and, and what the best site is for our, uh, I wouldn't say degenerative uh, behaviors, but because uh, we're responsible and you should be too. So it's generative because yeah. I only win. We only win. That's right. CJ in Cleveland only, only win. wins. But guess what, guys? We're going to move on here. We did a hot stove action, and I'd be remiss if I, you know, I like to name these things uh, hot stove blazing and NFL amazing. And so we'll go around the NFL right now, and uh, we won't do a traditional thing because the games are over with and everything. But we, I want to talk about the NFL. Why is it amazing? Because we got all these backup quarterbacks in different places yeah. and getting the job done we got joe flacco in cleveland browning down in cincinnati um i mean it's 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 definitely the landscape got my guy and cj since you you want to talk you want to move your hands no devito baby devito in new york <laughs> where's drew at when you need agent him. i oh my goodness i love it italians are hilarious they were passing out chicken parm in the parking lot before the game the whole family <laughs> the so greatest guy in the world. mafia jumping through tables you got the Giants mafia or the Giants I saw, jamboree. I, saw a I don't tweet know. <laughs> that just like summed up how funny like the you got teams trying to make like everybody a star, and here's this guy, and it's just like he's Italian, and everyone's like, we love him. You know, he's just a stereotype. He's showing up, pink fucking jacket, hat. Agent looks hilarious. We're in some People bizarre with Jerry Maguire. I can't wait for the Netflix special on this guy in a few years. It's <laughs> gonna be it's 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 amazing. And he's a local kid too. Yeah. Lives with his parents. His dad looks like freaking an extra on The Sopranos. It's just oh man, it's the story I needed in my life. Right, I love having Joe Flacco, but part of me wishes I had some time. Is this the story? Is it the biggest story this year in the NFL? Would you have to say is the year of the backup quarterback so far? Oh yeah, I think backups have never been more. I I don't know if I've ever seen a season like this. I know you guys have seen more than me, but this is I just you know you're looking through the list. You know Herbert just went on out. He's done for the season. The big um, money fraternity. 
Yeah. Yeah. I've just, I, it, it's, you know, it's who's going to make it at the end. Every, every day it feels, every week, if I definitely feel like the Browns got a new guy on IR. They just placed two more on IR today with the one and, um, Jedrick Wills. Jedrick Wills. Jedrick uh, Wills yeah. Jake Browning, who though? Right. Dog <laughs> at Washington, college football playoff partner. Got smoked by Bama. You know, they honestly, did. though, that's why we bring CJ on here for, for they did. That. college football. That <laughs> dog. That, that's the whole dude. purpose for his his Jake seven Brown's round mock dog. draft coming up next year. Jake <laughs> right, he's a dog at Washington. Yeah, he was. In that Sugar Bowl, I think it was college mm-hmm. football game next time. Also, before we end up going into around the NFL, really quick, I want to hit on this. Yep, AFC East. I saw this on Twitter or X. Whatever Ed ends up calling it, but I think I might have sent it to you. The upcoming future of the AFC East: you have Anthony Richardson with the Colts when he's healthy, you have Stroud with the Texans, and you have Will Levis. See, my bad. The East is Dolphins, Miami. See, that this is what happens when you aren't a responsible gambler and you end up (laughs) guessing. You just woke up about a half hour. Check your notes. (laughs) I think the thing too about the backups. Um, I just thought it was sorry. It's like they're just coming in all shapes and sizes. You got old ass Joe Flacco. You got DeVito, mm-hmm. who's undrafted. You got Browning, who, you know, he went low, but he's got some college. But, you know, Tommy DeVito, he wasn't good enough to start at Syracuse, goes to Illinois, you know, does nothing really there. You know, Browning put up numbers. You got some dude named Easton Stick taking over for the Chargers. You know, it's, it's you know, they, they just come in all shapes and sizes. It's, it's Gardner Minshew. Yeah, Gardner Minshew, he's like, you know, He's our new Josh McCown, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right, yes, yes. Like you know, it just it's 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 a yeah. fun. The league is fun. I'll say that right for as like dog, you know. And there's no such thing like there's no such thing as bad football. And it's just you know he gets a shot at it with some of these backups. Is Dak Prescott the MVP right now? I said Ooh. it the last time I was on. I wanted to go back and find it. I swear to God, <laughs> I remember we talked Cowboys, and I was like, if Dak can like take care of the ball. With that defense and those weapons and not throw interceptions, he's going to win MVP, and they're going to win the Super Bowl. I remember I said that. Now yes, you know this was before this was before the dawn of Joe Flacco and Brown and Orange. <laughs> um, but I, I, Jack, there's just I know Purdy's getting some steam, but Purdy's got all those weapons around him. You know, being Mr. Relevant, I think going to get shit on him forever. I think Dak could be a guy that you know. I, I would. I wonder what's. I might place a future on Dak to win MVP. Could be part of I like that idea. I might play the future on Dak when I meet it. But honestly, though, I got the MVP it. race, you got Dak. You could end up including CJ Stroud if you look at his numbers. No, he's you, hurt. He's done. He no, Dak's but like the, CJ Stroud, either way, two weeks ago, that was yeah. not somebody you'd think at the start of the season would be in he's the He's in the conversation. No, his numbers have been. I feel Damn like Howell, too. I feel like even though he's on a I feel terrible like team, there's three yards. guys that should be in the conversation. I feel like it's Dak, Purdy, and McCaffrey. I, why McCaffrey's not in the conversation more is beyond me. I think you take McCaffrey off San, especially when we talk like valuable. You take McCaffrey off San Francisco, they're not the same. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you could you take swap. Debo off, and they don't win. It just that that team is just. That's so what I'm saying. I, I just feel like there's other guys that are like I. I mean, I'm not like taking shots at Purdy. I think Purdy's really good. But I feel like if you take like those guys off, like like McCaffrey is, I feel like the number one guy on that team. He is just freaking insane. I think Every we're gonna find out that uh, that uh, Kenny Pickett's really the MVP because look what the, with the Steelers they can't Kenny even. Kenny Pickett you know, freaking stinks. 
He stinks. I saw something that said like Charlie Charlie Batch has almost thrown more touchdowns than him. The sad thing about that, CJ, is it's like he stinks, but then you look at Trubisky, you look at Mason Rudolph, horrible. They all stink, but that's a bad quarterback room, right? No, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be mad that the Steelers quarterback stink. Okay, I'm not even I'm not Mixed fourth and two, throwing it over the mountains. So, so right now around the NFL, the landscape of the NFL. So, who right now? Who are your? Who is your favorite right now to, to win it all? Like, who who do you think the most dominant team right now? If, I mean, I is think it the Cowboys, San, or the 49ers? I think San Francisco. <sighs> I feel like, I if I was to put it like if we were like a college like the committee, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like the four best teams and like the Eagles have been even kind of weird lately, like getting dump trucked like that on Sunday Night Football. But I feel like there's like three teams that are like in it, and like you know, I feel like the three best teams are. And it's weird to say because the Browns beat them. Think Browns beat the Ravens. Yep. Yeah. But like it's, I feel like it's Ravens, Niners, and Eagles, or not Eagles, Cowboys. Cowboys. Um, I just feel like they're yeah. like the three best teams, and it's like weird to say because like everybody in the AFC just seems hyper flawed. Like there's no one in the AFC really stands out. You know, you got the bronze to keep finding ways to win. But, like, you know, I can't talk myself into a Joe Flacco. I mean, I can talk myself into it. I'll do it every day. Only but, on Sundays yeah. at 1 o'clock like, does he talk as right. kind of The Chiefs are weird. The Bills are like, There's just nobody in the AFC that I feel like stands out. And it feels like Baltimore is just, like, the least beat up. Yeah. For now. Like, for now, yeah. There's still time. <laughs> and that's, yeah, because there's still weeks to go. But like that's Lamar Jackson feels like, That's just what it feels like. Yeah, like Lamar's always one awkward turn away from getting hurt. You mentioned you know? Chiefs, CJ. Got to mention it. Got to mention the Kadiris Tony offsides penalties. What do you guys think about that? It was Mahomes being a crybaby and a baby after. He the was game. definitely being a crybaby after, right? Like yeah, being charging a after a ref. But like he yeah. was freaking like. But <laughs> I think. I think it's more to that with Mahomes. I think it's frustration overall because you got to really look at it. Them receivers is terrible. they blow. <laughs> they, blow. they can't run the ball. There's so many adjectives, but that one's probably the most appropriate. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Them receivers is horrible because the only one I would probably keep out of them is Rice, and then you got Pacheco out, and now teams are like, look, only way you're gonna beat us is we taking Kelsey away. Yeah. So. Good luck with the rest. (laughs) They look like they're catching the ball, but they're trying to move before they even catch it. They're not securing it. They're Mm -hmm. just – they're already running upfield, and they don't even have a ball. And, I mean, (laughs) I watched – I think I texted Ed during some of that Chiefs game, too. Um, For one, the amount of times that in that first half alone that wide receivers dropped a ball, that's Mm -hmm. why Patrick Mahomes is throwing a fit in the post game is because everybody's dropping shit. Right. And on top of it, you end up having Travis Kelsey, the joke of the day. This is my break at news. Yeah, I love it too. Go ahead. I love it. Was that that lateral play that Travis Kelsey caught that was eventually a touchdown that got called back. According to all the Swifties, <laughs> Travis Kelsey threw a touchdown. Oh, I was one of them. I was like, touchdown, Travis. Oh, never I think that play's awesome. Tell me Travis Swift. I was shocked to see that work. I did not know it what was worked. Going the on. Chargers did one kind of like that on uh, when Allen threw the Eckler. I just think it's sweet. It's so CJ, fun. what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Uh, golly, he's like asking my mom to pick her favorite child. Uh, 
something about blank space that's just right. Blank's, okay. Something about blank, blank space. space that's just right. Yeah. Gold. I, like I think the thing with Mahomes, I just kind of looked at it because I feel like you know his numbers definitely feel. You talk about a guy that since Halloween has been under two hundred more than he's been over. He hasn't gone over three hundred since October twenty second. Right, and that's just this. weird to say about Mahomes. Thank you. My point right, exactly. I've been telling Ed this for the longest. A lot yes. of these quarterback stats go just right along with Deshaun Watson stats. Jay yeah, I feel like we're living in a weird age where, like, you know, guys are going 23 or 29 and they're throwing for, like, 210. Like, it's just mm-hmm. it's all RPOs and checkdowns, and it's just, you know. Here, here, here's I, I a new like, one for you. Tommy Cutlets. That's my sport. That's my guy. <laughs> CJ has this uh, the jersey coming in for uh, Christmas. Uh, if, <laughs> if if Ed was a betting man, he'd be buying CJ. A I don't want to do that anymore. Month. I don't want to. I've been all in on Devito just because, like, a dude that looks that funny. Like the first time they showed a picture of his dad, I was like, "This guy's my new favorite." Like, not Cleveland Brown. <laughs> Danny or Tommy? His dad. I don't know what the hell his dad's name. No, was. Devito. Oh, DeVito, yeah, Tommy. Oh, I love Danny, too. <laughs> I hope to relate it somehow. Well, Danny's a, a Philadelphia Eagles if it's always sunny in Philadelphia. So he's more of an Eagles. <laughs> yeah, but I just – I don't know. Like, I think the AFC is weird. Like, the Dolphins are good, but, like, they choke last night. And they they can't be good anybody teams. Good. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you true, know, the Chiefs true. beat the Dolphins, but the Dolphins don't beat anybody good. And they just lost to the Bills, and the Bills kind of stink. You know, The Dolphins the are very similar to what the Eagles are doing, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, you know, they rough up the teams they're supposed to beat, but then when it comes yeah. down to the real teams, we'll see how good the Dolphins. Well, actually, I'm gonna be honest, and we gonna. I'm not completely sold on the Cowboys yet either, but we will see how good the Cowboys are this Sunday. <laughs> this Sunday in Buffalo, we will see how good they are this Sunday in Buffalo. That was a hug from CJ to Dak, I think. <laughs> I just, I mean, I'm looking I'm around not, a little bit. Even though the they're standings. ten and three, and right now, like I said, they'll probably be ranked third in my countdown. Yeah, but, but it comes out Wednesday. Comes out Wednesday. It comes out powering. Wednesday. But allegedly, <laughs> but <laughs> but like I said, in Miami, got to play Buffalo one more time too. Mm. Don't they play oh, Dallas? Do they play Dallas, Keith? Who Miami? Yeah. Yes. Yes. That'll be good. So we really gonna I'm see how good Miami is. I think it's a weird time. Looking at the standings, like the NFC, everybody in the NFC South stinks. Yeah. Um. You know, Casey that, gonna wear that the North Tampa Bay jersey. Not, <laughs> yeah, NFC North, that's not the Lions, and even the Lions, like you got questions about now. Like Minnesota's got the yeah. out there. Like yeah. You know, the Rams. And the the, Ram, the, the Lions are State. begging Minnesota to come back. Yeah. Like, I just, you know, the AFC is a mystery. I feel like the NFC, the NFC is top heavy, but that bottom is just straight. Ugh. That's, yeah. It stinks. It, it, it is. Um, I want to, uh, before I go, because I have to, I have to jump out of here early here tonight. And I, and I apologize to, to all my fans out there. I get that. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, Sorry, um, but um, 
I wanted to to go into um, the uh, in season tournament uh, for, and I'll leave you guys uh, with that. <laughs> but my take on the in season tournament for the NBA was the LA Lakers obviously won, and people are saying that it's um, you know LeBron hate that you know they're they're, they're getting. Um, hated on basically my thing is this it's not a ring in june it's a fun thing i guess i'm not the biggest in-season tournament fan because i thought it was weird the way it was set up i mean some games were in tournament games and some weren't you didn't really didn't know unless you really paid attention i think to right. Peyton's, uh point and i think keith and i we talked about it as well it should have been more like a one and done more like a ncaa yeah. kind of feel to it instead of doing this round robin and then doing point cumulative points i thought that kind of got weird so i will leave you guys with uh the nba in-season tournament and uh uh i will miss you guys and uh, i will see you guys either next monday or tuesday i'll let you know but to all the we like sports people out there have a great night ed quick question is LeBron better than Michael Jordan because LeBron James did something Michael Jordan could never do and win the he could never do it. He could never do it, though. Like my break-in news done. said, ask yourself, Peyton Vince, you have to watch one movie. Is it Space Jam the original or Space Jam 2? Ooh. It's definitely not the same. Thank you, CJ. I'll leave you guys with that. Have a great show. I'll catch up with you guys later. Peace. Take care, Ed. I I can't do the Ed. I did the wrong end. You look like you have a problem with what you got going on. I can't do it. There it is. I can't do it. There you go. I think the in-season tournament, I mean, it's so fucking weird. (laughs) Yeah, I mean – it just the, made no sense. Like they played their divisional opponents, kind of like it. Just it is so. I would have rather seen it be like a random draw. Like if we're just gonna, we're just gonna put you know Adam Silver on ESPN for half an hour and he's gonna draw ping pong balls and that's how mm-hmm. they're gonna set it up originally. Then you move like re, re, I don't. Know, I just feel like it needed kind of a gimmick to it, and then doing it so early in the season, I think, took a lot of weight because like. There were games where, like, you know, Mitchell was out early. It just, just, you know, it never really – it just felt so weird and rushed and, like – I think that's why they did that, though, that way, that you could have that. Like, I think this all in all, I think the whole purpose of the end-season tournament was because of load management. Because if you don't end up having a guy that is healthy sitting on your bench – Instead, you end up having them play because there's something on the line. Yeah, but I just don't think the they season tournament. You know, I, and I also the color was, combination on the courts that the was courts were stupid. That was some of the dumb, that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like I, I remember watching that again. When we played the Pacers of Philly, and I was like, I can't, I can't watch this. <laughs> it was kind of like when you used to go bowling, and they had cosmic bowling and stuff. And yeah, yep. It's just like it it's perfect. It's like bowling too, though. Like, I don't want to go bowling. I don't need an in-season tournament. Hey, like there was something... the bowling comment. <laughs> I feel like there was something different they could have did. You know, it just I mean, felt like such a, a weird. That should probably be December to mid-January instead of late November into December. Yeah, yeah. just I don't know. It never really, never and did I... anything for me. Yeah. I thought somebody had a good idea. What would have made it must watch? I can't remember who said it, but they said like all those in season tournament games should have been played on the same day. And like one of the hoops, you don't know which hoop, is like a breakaway glass. And just at some point, like someone's going to just fucking cram a dunk and break the hoop. Like I just, just like, it, Jack. 
Right, I would have liked to have seen like if you're gonna do like I don't know, like add some goofy, like a four point line. I don't know, like I just it did nothing for me. If you're gonna be goofy with it, just go full goofy with those goofy courts. Like if you're willing to put those courts out there, like give me like a four point line or some like three on three with those. I don't know. I just it did nothing yeah. for me. I thought it was just so dumb. You know, they do like a full on celebration too with like champagne and everything. Yeah, that was that was a little excessive. That was again the reference to Ed. I feel like that's exactly what the NBA expects to have all in this debate is that well, LeBron won the in season MVP. He's an in season champion. He has one mm-hmm. more ring, air quotes, which is the in season tournament, and it's not even a ring. Like it just doesn't make sense. And did you guys end up seeing it all? I think it was the semifinal game with the Lakers or else it was the finals. They made the Lakers change their uniforms because it blended in with the court. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't use the courts. Right. The whole thing was just, I don't know. It was ugly. It was goofy. It was, it looked like the NFL color runs they tried using and the I'm NBA glad. version and making a baby together with it and using a combination. And they're like, well, like everybody yeah, like loves first multiple colors. I'm just like, glad I, mean, I ain't got to see those land uniforms again. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad it's over. I, and I, I guess... Like they never really bought into it. Mm. While we're on the topic of the land, we haven't ended up all sitting down yet in a while, and I kind of want to hit on this just briefly. With the Cavs, we're... Midway through December, in-season tournament came and gone. They didn't even go that far. What are your thoughts on the Cavs this year? Like, Donovan Mitchell, I don't even know if I want him here long-term. If he's not interested, I don't want him here. You end up having Max Strauss. He's pretty tough. You have... He's freaky. I mean, I don't know. Keith, you want to go ahead? You can go first. Oh, with the Cavs. Hmm. Something has... Something's not right with that team. I, can't and I think last week you guys were talking about head coaching, right? Yeah. Coaching. I think JB is part of the problem, right? And, like, one of the things – I go back to the Pistons game. They played the Pistons and the the Pistons. Um, the roster is poorly constructed. I think that there's no, like, wing at all that, like, can be, like, a wing forward. Um, Niang is awful. I do not like George Niang. I think he stinks. Uh, Max Struess is Seti Osman if he was three inches shorter. Um, the dude <laughs> can hit some shots, but he's also going to brick some shots. Like, it is what it is. Like, you don't have a starting small forward. You're too small. Um, you got some trees behind you. Evan Mobley and Jared Allen are soft. Um, just calling it high. Like, they're soft. Well, they've uh, been we soft waiting once Donovan Mitchell started running things. With yeah, Darius like, Garland, he, those guys changed completely. Yeah, but, like, we keep waiting for Evan Mobley to make this leap that I just don't think is going to happen. Like, it's year three of them, right? And I just, you know, we're thinking it's not going to happen alongside Jared Allen. It's not going to happen alongside – like, somebody's got to get moved. It's a very poorly constructed roster. You have Imani Bates down there just getting buckets in the G League. But, we, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's ready and he's, like, a guy that's going to solve all our problems. But like I, but why is he hanging out in the G League when there's so many guys some that could be? But like you, that's what I think. Yeah. I think he could be more helpful than George Yang. Like I think that guy just yes. thinks, you know, Craig and, Porter Jr. Awesome, fine. Yeah, awesome, and fine. right to take your Sam point, Morrow even further, can get some buckets. But it just that 
I, I think JB is more of the problem than Altman. And I think that we're going to see Altman outlast JB here. If we are like a seven seed, JB is going to get fired at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And Especially later last year. Further, though, about Evan Mobley. It's not really, and it's a terrible example because it's not like he was part of the G League because he just got straight into the pros. But the G League teams, you're seeing that they're able to produce some players like Amani Bates, yes. like Craig Porter Jr. Why is it that Evan Mobley, even in summer league, if that is what he was ended up like, just his time to learn, why can't he transition and become the player that everybody expects him to I be? I just think there's only one ball. Started? And I just, you know, I don't and, think like the dude averages like 16 and eight. I'm not trying to like shit on 16 and eight. But, like, when are we going to take that, like, next leap? It's, and it just feels like and, it's, he's not going to. And I don't really think he's that guy offensively. For real, for real. I really yeah. don't. I think everybody's trying to lump him into a Giannis type or a stretch yeah. four, and he's not. He can't shoot. Four. No, he can't shoot. He's more like a Tim Duncan, Bill Russell Chris type. Bosch. For real. Yeah, no, he's, a, he's, a, he's not shoot. even a bot. Yeah, I mean, That's what they wanted to be, early, though. And he's like, not. Figured out three. He's and not, I think, he's not a good jump shooter. And I think what needs to be done is eventually you're going to have to start Mobley at the five, find you a power forward that can be a stretch four, and bring along Imani Bates, and your team will probably be more conventional. Because the problem with the Cavs is – you got two small guards that can't guard none, none, none of us three. Nope. So nope. you're already putting pressure on Allen and um, you're already putting you got three, actually, because Struess can't guard nobody either. So you're no. putting pressure on Allen and Mobley, and you and see Mobley. they getting in foul trouble. Like what now? Yeah. Last two or three games, no, they all it, it, it's trouble. one of those things where like you watch them, the offense is clunky. There's no flow at times. It's like, yeah. you know, all right, somebody go make a play and drive and kick. And, you know, our guys, you know, Evan Mobley's not a guy that go guard the three-point line. Like, you know, and Keith said it perfect, right? We had all these expectations because a really good rookie year, second in voting for rookie of the year. And, like, we kept thinking, all right, he's going to, you know, be, you know, a, a KD type guy. You know, he's a skinny guy. He's developed a shot. He's going to be a and it's just, it, it, there's nothing wrong with 16 and 8, but like the way it's looking, it's just, yeah, that's what he's going to be. It's kind of like, um, and like DeAndre Ayton was. Right. And especially, right. everybody come think he's going to take this huge step. Right. And especially when you got two ball dominant guards that's looking for their shot first. That kind of re- Mobley's development, if you ask me, for real, for real. And I think, honestly, because I don't think Donovan's going to resign here, truthfully. No. I think, he wants to be in New York. Yeah, and I think the finished version of this team, if Imani Bates can continue to evolve, it's going to be with Imani Bates and with possibly Craig Porter, too. Mm-hmm. And Jared and, Allen's probably going to be out of here, too, if you think about and it. That kind of ended up bringing up my next question, too. I mean, you got the trade deadline coming in February. Do you think Donovan Mitchell, if you're the Cavs, do you want him here past February? Because I mean, you want so Donovan Mitchell used to be back then. That team way back when it was just Darius Garland, when Colin Sexton oh, was out that year, that was the best Cavs team I think we've seen in a few years. Best playoff, even though it was a playing game. Last year's team was better. 
but it but was like, all Donovan it, Mitchell ball. It's, it's just weird. like LeBron, Bron, Bron ball. It's it's weird how we can't how all of a sudden they can't figure it out. Um, I think that's the thing, and that's why I think it's more of like a JB thing, where like there's yeah. just been no adjustment made. And like, all right, this is like they just feel like that same team at times. That like when you go back and like think about the Knicks series, they were just deers in headlights, and it's like almost like that same type feel where it's like. You know why can't this team like just figure it out? They let teams hang around and they blow leads. You know, they shouldn't have lost to Orlando last night. They're up at the half and yeah. they, you know, they lose by double digits. It's just those type of things are what's infuriating about this team because it still is a good team. Now, is it is it a finals caliber team? No, right? Max no. Struess is your starting small forward. Um, like he said, nobody can guard on this team. You got two guys that clear it up and hide a lot of their deficiencies. Um, and it works on the mm-hmm. offense then too, because there's times where like Garland and you know uh, Mitch will go get buckets when the rest of the offense is just standing around. But it like that's just not a team that is beating Boston in seven. You know they're no. not beating Boston. They they're not beating the Knicks. They're um, not beating and Milwaukee, it, it, and they're not beating. It's frustrating, Philly. right? It's frustrating. And I go back to I remember we talked about it like earlier in the summer, like when I was on. I just I don't like these moves they made. Right? They're just they're moves that. I don't think made the team better. Like Max Strews for as much they gave him for, you know, the dude to just go yeah. one of seven some nights. Yeah, and I think Strews is more of a six-man type dude. Yeah. Me. He's more of a guard coming off the bench, not a starter. Yeah, because he's looking for his. He's, you know, he's a poor man's Jordan Clarkson. That's yeah. what I think he is. Right. No defense. He's a chucker. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the – I just haven't done much. I should have in the bubble. <laughs> but like I said, the Cavs, they remind me of they remind me of the Detroit Pistons back in the 80s. Where Detroit first started off, it was Isaiah, Bill Lambeard was the Constance. Then, you know, you had Kelly Trapuca and Detroit was getting put out in the first round. Then when you added Joe Dumars and company, they yeah, were I mean, still a piece getting put out. Missing. Yeah, it's a piece that's missing. Right and now, to me, they remind me of like it, those Hawks teams with okay. Horford and Millsap and Joe Johnson and Jeff T. Like that's yeah. who they feel like. Right. And at, at this like current pace, you know, you're sitting thirteen and ten. You don't really have the assets to go make a move because you're in the Mitchell trade unless you're trading one of your key guys, and I don't think they're going to do that. Um, right. I, so I just seem like they, they got to figure out, you know, teams figure it out like post all-star break and mm-hmm. still early, you know, we're 26 games in, uh, or 23 games in, but it just, it feels like something is so off with this team and yes. they're just, it, there's no excitement for me around the Cavs right now. Right. You know, it's just, it's like, oh, Cavs, Cavs match. Okay, yeah. And it's like, they're not really playing together because it seems like this team plays two different ways. They play one way when Donovan Mitchell doesn't play. Then Darius Garden all of a sudden is the point guard of the year. And they move the ball and everything and whatnot. Then when Donovan comes back, nothing against Donovan, but then the ball starts sticking. Part of the reason why the Cavs lost last night was during the time in the third quarter when they only scored 15 points, all of a sudden they just start jacking up threes like crazy. And you would think during that time, that's when Orlando made the run and took a 10, 12-point lead, JB didn't call a timeout. 
He never does. He just it, it feels like they go into the half and the other team makes adjustments and we never do. Yeah, he um, didn't call a timeout. It's, it, it's so frustrating. I, I feel like they need to make a move, um, like to go target one of these teams that are kind of bad and you can get a guy. But like I don't even have like a guy in my head that's like that's a guy I would go get. Um, but you know, come the trade deadline, there's going to be a bunch of them on the move with a bunch <laughs> of. It's weird with like how money works. Because... I'll, I'll tell you a guy I would like that I think would help this team out, and I, I don't know if he's attainable with like the cap situation because like Chicago's bad, but if you could get like a DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. I feel yeah. like he could help out, right? A guy that you can go see, you know, he's a guy who'll go defend. He's a good shooter. Like, but and he's you know, a three. I don't know how it works with like cap, you know, not and, cap, and you know, Chicago going to the moon and back yeah. for him too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, like there's teams, you know, but like they need something along those lines. Like if you can get a, like a Pascal Siakam, he's not coming. You're not getting a guy like that. But if you can go get a guy that can go play on the wing, be a defender, hit some threes, bring you some shots. Because that was part of it last year against the Knicks. You got dominated on the glass. You still get dominated yeah. on the glass when you play them. And that's why and, I think Allen and Mobley are soft. Yeah. And if you get a Pascal Siakam, that means you can move Jared Allen. Because Pascal yeah. Siakam would be your four and Mobley would be your five. And I, I would, think I would that would be Jared a better Allen. fit. Yeah. That'd be a way better. And, I, and part of it too, I feel like every other time, like Allen's been banged up, Mobley's been out, Garland's been out, Mitchell's been out. But I know part of it is you need to be healthy, and that's what's opened the door for you know Craig Porter and those types. But like you just you got to get healthy. You got to kind of figure out where we're at. Um, sitting at thirteen and ten, do not feel good. But I'm also not like pressing the panic because it's the NBA, and all yeah. you gotta do is try, and you're gonna make the playoffs. Yeah. And yeah. plus, I think Porter needs to play more consistently. I mean, yeah. well, I need JB. The other day, he didn't play at all. Right. JB needs and to start like, playing more consistently because he's a he better ball handler than he Mitchell. runs the offense, you know. Yes. Because whenever what gets on my nerves is when Gar- Garland is out, then Mitchell runs the offense. It ain't going to be no passing. Yeah. No. no, and like you said, Keith, the ball just sticks in his hands. And like that, uh, I think it was the game last Friday when Donovan Mitchell ended up scoring like 35 points. And that's mm-hmm. just normal. But that they don't win that game if he doesn't score 35. But other than that, you're not seeing. Well, that's going to wear you down. Like it's six just six. Some of the stuff, the way Mitchell has to play at times for the Cavs, mm-hmm. it's just at like 100 miles. And that you're, you're gone. And in April and May. Like, you just don't have to say you're not going to get the juniors playing like that. Jung Ho Lee to the Giants on a six-year deal. I wanted him so bad. That breaks my heart. The Korean guy. The Korean Uh, guy. Six years, 113 million. They think long-term he's going to move probably to the corners. I wanted him so bad. 318. He's coming off a bad – he came off that injury so he dislocated his ankle. You know, though, like, and I want to end up depending on this before we end up wrapping up the show. And I know we're jumping back to baseball just because this break ed well, news, breaking news. But kind of hard to talk about basketball right now, anyway. For real, it's for just real. yeah, it's yeah. December, like it's still football season. Yeah. And with the way, I mean, who wants to talk about the Cavs and just be sad and just realize that <laughs> we're probably not going to be talking about this come April. But for baseball, though, all these guys from. Japan that end up coming over, they don't always pan out. 
They He's are... Korean. Get it right, sir. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they don't. It is. It's like playing the lottery. I think he's a guy, though. Like, his WBC performance is really good. He's been really good to KBO. He's a guy I've, like, been, like, watching for a while because I play that stupid game on my computer. Yeah. Um, and he's a guy that, that. Like, I really like. Like, he's a guy that I thought would have been a good fit for us. Because, you know, you see that the fan base, especially in Cleveland, like, clamber, like, we need an outfielder. We need an outfielder. Where it's like, he's the best one on the market, I think, you know, in terms of, like, a guy. You probably move Quan to center if you got him, but he could also play center. He can do other things. Um, you know, so like when you're clamoring for we need this, we need this, we need this, and it's like, all right, well now your best bet's Hunter Renfro, and I don't, I don't want Hunter Renfro. Like he's thirty three. Ramon Lariano again. Yeah, well we brought Ramon back, but like you know what I mean. Like so, there's these moves that teams have to make. I think you're gonna see teams make more moves now that the Otani Domino's fallen. Um, yeah. But it's a pitcher-heavy market. It's not a hitter-heavy market this year. I and mean, you see that, right? Um, I think another interesting guy that if I'm the guards, I'd probably try to call about is maybe Cronenworth in San Diego. I think he okay. could be a fit here. I think Cometas needs to go short long-term. I agree with you on that, though. Okay. And the rumor I heard today, too, was that, it, and obviously it hasn't happened, but Shane Bieber was supposedly going to be on the move and no longer in a Guardians uniform after today. Yeah, but I saw like something about him to the Reds. I if it's another I, middle I, infielder, I'm what's not, the point in the deal? It's not even that. I'm not opposed to moving Shane Bieber. You know, 2020 was a long time ago. It was a two month stretch when you look at it over 60 games. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't been that guy. I, you right. know, what's the if you sign him long term? What's the number? Right? Are you going to give him five sure. years? You know, 80 million. I, it's just. What's the number? And if you mm-hmm. can make, you don't need the arms. You have arms. You just you got arms, so yeah. you don't need to press the panic button. And you know, nothing wrong with move. I know fan base is going to complain about moving Shane Bieber, but the way Vibe's pitched, the way um, Williams and Logan Allen, I wouldn't even be a poker shop with Logan Allen. To tell you the truth, if you can get like a big bat bat. Don't the other guy supposed to come up too this year? The one that was injured last year. That was in the he's minor. throwing. They Espino. say he's, Espino is super ahead of schedule. Yeah. And I don't want to be like too. you. Peyton knows me. I'm not like prospect guy. Like I don't like to hoard my right. prospects. But like I saw like people on Twitter being like, you know, trade Chase the Water and other guys and get Luis Robert. I'm not trading Chase the Water. Like I'm not trading no. Chase the Water. I'm not trading Manzara. Now I've been seeing Naylor's name floated out there. And like Naylor's value is never going to be higher than it is right now. Josh, I both not trade. Mm. He plays the game super hard, so he gets beat up. Um, I think he's an okay first baseman. Doesn't really have a lot of pop. I just I prefer him at the But yeah, I, like, I think Manzano is going to come be the first baseman. That's um, the guy they got from Tampa Bay last year. From Tampa right? Bay, yeah, yeah. He's freaking hitting bombs and everywhere he does. And there is a guy I would. Call, I I think there's another guy that could be moved before start of the season, and it's not Trout. I was ahead of the Trout thing when you guys had uh, the Angels yeah. guy on. I made sure I had Peyton to, or Ed asked him about Trout. He said Trout wouldn't get moved. I still I think Trout could, but I think you could see a team pony up some stuff for Tatis. The Padres are struggling to pay. Right you know now. what? He, I think I think the Padres is about to sell. I think they're gonna burn it down. Yeah. I think moving Soto. Um, and I know Tatis's deal is long, but man, I I'll take him. <laughs> he's no, he's take he's, him. he's the. He's probably the best outfield. He's probably the best right fielder in baseball, like defensively. Yes. Um, I put him right there in right field. And- you know, and I, I just, you know, what could you give up? And I'm sure the Padres need some of the money, but you also need some of it. 
I could see certain teams being in on a Tatis. Maybe not us. I would love to be. The Guardians um, need to be. But the Cubs. But you know, you know they won't. The Cubs, the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, right? Like Vince, you hurt my feelings, and you wonder why got I got the number one pick. One. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying the guards got. When you look at teams that have an ammunition to go get a Tatis, like they got the guy who's already guys, signed the extension. Yeah. Like if they, and I, no matter what it's going to take to move him, the Padres are going to have to eat some of that money. Like no one's taking yeah. on the whole contract. Yeah. I don't a contract like that. The only one I can think of where like a team's taking on all the money is the Yankees with Stanton. And I don't even think the Yankees are going to take all the money on yeah. that either. I don't think anyone's taking all the money on Tatis. But so you're going to have to eat some of it. So in terms of like, what can you give up? The Guardians got a lot of guys. They got a lot of middle infield prospects. And they trade a lot with San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost so like that. that trade partner, them and the Reds. So who knows yeah. what could happen? But in reality, they probably won't get them. But I mean, also you see Bowers. The Bowers, the, they were trying to work Bauer teams. Who, the uh, Guardians, the agents, not the Guardians. I don't know who. I saw on Twitter his agents been in contact with MLB teams. I mean, mm. it wouldn't be a surprise if he ends up seeing him in an MLB uniform again. And if it's not this year, it's going to be next year. But yeah, before we end up heading out, though, guys, Keith, I'm not used to doing this. Usually Ed does it, but I'll give you a minute in about five seconds. Do you want to do your for real, for real? Okay. Yeah, I will do it. Go. My for real, for real is the Browns are officially the super walking wounded. They just placed DeWan Jones on IR, done for the season. They just placed Jedrick Wills on IR, done for the season. And the Wills thing is crazy and quirky because nobody thought that he was about to have knee surgery. Think about that. And the status of Dale Pitt is unknown. So if this team somehow holds on and makes the playoffs, and I'm be honest, I haven't been the biggest Stefanski supporter, but he should get some votes for Coach of the Year, honestly. You know, I would have ended up saying that, too, if you weren't going to. And this is coming from a Steelers fan. And being <laughs> able, after seeing that team go into shambles and seeing Kenny Pickett yes. go down, the, the Browns, you see everybody around you. It's hard to not root for them. I'm not rooting for them, get me wrong, but I I, I, got I like seeing the fact that they're playing well, though. And yeah. Stefanski, he's had four or five quarterbacks. They're six wins. I think I saw the stats, six wins with Against teams above team 500. 500. Yes. Why would he not be coach of the year, especially with everything that he turned shit into shine? And that's yeah. exactly what he kept on going with. And I was going to end up going into that, teasing that for next week. But you hit the nail on the head. And think about this. You go through our division. You imagine Baltimore about their tackles and Lamar. Yeah. They're not 10 and 3. Pittsburgh without their tackles and no picket. Hell, two games, picket gun got hurt. They probably would have won if picket was in there. Yep. These two games that they lost would have been winnable games if picket was in there. And I ain't the biggest picket fan, but. It's Neither something is- about that dude in the fourth quarter where all of a sudden he figures it out. <laughs> yeah. He might not show up the three quarters, but he gets his yeah. paycheck quarter only. Yes. And think about it. Cincinnati without Burrow and the two tackles. Yeah. That's 
the NFL, and I'm looking forward to this, and I completely can't wait to hit on this next week because after seeing this past week of NFL football, everything, and I've been saying it all week, the NFL is a crapshoot. No matter what, Kansas City, the Browns even have the possibility of being a one seed if everything goes right for them, and that's exactly yeah, what they do. Doing. Yeah, they do. And you so, know, this, yeah. we're gonna, we're gonna, playoffs are coming through Cleveland. You know the scary thing about this? The two biggest underdog teams that nobody in AFC probably would want to face would be the Browns and Buffalo. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and honestly, if you had to pick one of the two, I'd say the Browns over the Bills. Yeah, well, the Bills. The Browns I think can... the Browns just have nothing to lose. They've been playing wounded yeah. with their backs against the wall all season. And if the Browns can stop turning the ball over, you know, telling how far. If they get put out in the first one, I wouldn't be shocked. And if they go all the way to the Super Bowl, I wouldn't be shocked. You might as well give Joe Flacco a statue then at that point. <laughs> if, I right. swear to God, if we win the Super Bowl, Joe Flacco's getting a statue. Like, it has been like <laughs> – He's so just going to build it. It's not even that. It's been so funny, like, to look at this stuff on, like, Twitter and social media. I know, like, it's not a real place. But, like, it's done like a 180. Like, bro, Joe Flacco, like, if you just look like you would think he's been here forever. <laughs> like, it's just the right. funniest shit. Exactly. He's kicked our ass for so many years. Exactly. And you know what? My buddy, Brandon from work, again, shout out to him. He said, how funny would it be? And we'll leave you on this note. How funny would it be that the Ravens took your team, but you guys take their quarterback and win a Super Bowl? Ooh, man. Joe Flacco. I mean, this is and think about I'm this. Just enjoy- I'm just enjoying the ride. Like, yeah, hey, this is the second time I got to do this in my adult life. And it is just each game is a heart attack waiting to happen. Like, you know, it's been so funny how it's been like, you know, we always miss the kicks, and like it shows you how much a kicker matters to. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to jinx stuff, not. but like, just like a decent quarterback play to get it. Like, Joe Flacco's not doing anything great, and PJ Walker did, and then DTR, and like, you know, it's but it's just one of those things. Like, I've been a big guy, Stefanski. I thought, like, you know, all the time, I'd be like, guys are open. Like, he's scheming guys open. They just can't really hit it. Or, like, Woods' defense stinks. Um, it, it's just, this has been, like, a fun year. And I'm not thinking Super Bowl. I mean, I am. But it's just been, it's just been a ride that's been fucking fantastic. I'm just enjoying the sleigh ride. I'm Santa yeah. Claus right now. <laughs> I'm just, I'm here for the vibes. Well, on that note, guys, make sure to check out next week. We like sports show Monday or Tuesday. Ed underscore in underscore Columbus. We'll keep you updated on Twitter on what's going on with the show. I'm Peyton Vince. You can follow me on Twitter at Peyton Vince. For CJ at not Wilson on Twitter. And for Keith at K underscore Allen 596 if I got that right. 569. Oh, man, my dyslexia. (laughs) I was right there. But we'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys for checking out the We Like Sports Show. And don't forget about our betting challenge come next week when we're signing up for all the betting websites and we're going to reveal oh, to you which one we like the most. So Already stay signed up for them all. Let's ride. Let's ride. Browns Go Nation Browns. or something like that, right? <laughs> Broncos country. <laughs>